as of this recording, there are still no Julia Stiles films at the Smithsonian. It's the hodag of Rhinelander, Wisconsin, this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That, the party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. How you doing? I'm burnt out today. This is, I mean, I am also, I don't want to say a little out of it, but like I have had, have you have been having weird quarantine dreams? Because I have repeatedly, like every other night, had insane, insane dreams. You're not smoking enough weed. You need more weed and it'll suppress your dreams. It's just, it's, it's even, even when I, even when that happens, it's just like, I end up back in my childhood home or back in my childhood block and something, some disaster has gone awry. And of course I am the only person that is supposed to fix it. It's just all stress dreams, all stress dreams. So I wake up tired, even when I've had a full eight hours, simply because and I know that when you dream, that actually means like you're in a deep REM sleep. Like mm-hmm. you're actually, good. yeah. But I wake up exhausted because I feel like I've been fighting. I've had those, yeah. Like anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate that shit where like I'll dream all night about like being at work and work just being like not even extremely stressful but just almost like just a normal stressful day at work and like no matter what i just can't get out of that and i wake up feeling like i've just been stressing at work for the last eight hours i'll tell you what though what the folks in wisconsin deep in the woods oh they have a reason to stress out they do be do be do be do do. i hear an alarm going off what is that alarm nadia that's the seg alert that's the seg alert steve uh, let me bring in our wonderful guest. He's a writer and comedian and co-host of this podcast is self-care. Please welcome Drew Spears. Hey, y'all. Uh, also having huge amounts of stress dreams. Uh, now, yeah, it's too much to say nightmare because it's like nothing horrific happens. But it's just like a mat, like weird arguments you don't understand with people. Uh, yeah, fractured relationships. I dreamt the other night that like I knew I was get like I had been arrested, and they were gonna determine whether I need to go to jail. Which, but it was like I I I hadn't gotten to that point yet, and it was just like waiting around to see if I was gonna go to jail or if I was gonna get off. Uh, so yeah. I it's Ooh. bad. It's bad yeah. dreams. I like a couple weeks ago I woke up screaming get out of here and I scared my fiance very badly because it was like 5 a.m. Uh it sucks. <laughs> it also yeah. doesn't help uh I believe you have pets, Drew. Yes. I have pets. Yes, multiple. And if you have a dog or cat and they wake up in the middle of the night or they wake you up in the middle of the night, that doesn't help matters at all. My cat came in at like 5 a.m. in the middle of one of these dreams. So then all of a sudden, I was somehow trying to find my way out of a large park that I used to go to as a child and ducks were attacking me. And then I woke up realizing that the what the ducks were saying was the meows of my cat who was crying because he wanted to announce to the house, hey, everyone, I took a shit. Oh. I know. It's really sweet. We're all so proud. That's kind of like when, like, in TV shows, when someone's having a sexy dream and then, like, the person they're having sexy dream about is, like, where's your paper? And then they wake (laughs) up and it's the teacher being, like, I said, where's your paper? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I imagine. Just swap out the ducks. (laughs) Those sexy, sexy ducks. Yeah. Um, is the thing that we're going to be talking about today sexy? We'll see. Uh, our topic today is the mysterious hodag of Rhinelander, Wisconsin. I That's think right. I right. I am saying this right, right? Hodag? Yeah, the hodag and Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Uh, I don't consider the hodag sexy um, because it's a cryptozoological creature. I'm going to actually show you guys my little hodag plushie that I have. Oh my Uh, God. What a cutie. So this is like, so 
it's a cryptozoological creature that was like created in like the late 1800s that this town Rhinelander, Wisconsin has kind of adopted as their like mascot. But, and so as a result, it's become like a cuter version of it, but the original version was like supposed to be like this feral weird beast that like has like you know spikes on it and like big fangs and big horns and it's supposed to smell like shit. Uh, so really, really a putrid creature that they have turned into something. You know, it's like the Godzilla cartoon. Do you have you guys ever seen mm-hmm. that? Like you ever? Yeah, Godzilla becomes like a real cutie pie little uh, dinosaur instead of like the current movies where it's just like this craggy creature that looks awful. Um, before we get too deep into Hodag folklore, Drew, why do you know that? Okay. So I know about the Hodag because my fiance and former guest of your show, Carrie Poppy, her mother lives in Rylander, Wisconsin. She moved there when she uh, got married and Rylander, the Hodag is everywhere. I can't, it's like they're uh, called Jeffrey or like they're, um, uh, what's his name? The the hair salon guy. Uh, Oh, Chaz Dean? Yeah. (laughs) Hodag is like they're Chaz Dean or called Jeffrey, (laughs) where it's just like, but like even more so. There's probably a more appropriate version of it, but where it's just like, the town loves it. Individual businesses love it. There's like Hodag Hondas. There's like Hodag sports teams for the kids. The police car have Hodags on it. Like there's a like gift shop. There's the main like tourist center that has a Hodag. And it's a very small town. And it's like a very rural Wisconsin town. Uh, so it's just everywhere. And it's clearly a part of the town's identity and kind of draw is like it being the home of this creature. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like Loch Ness, but on a much lower um, internationally known scale, like a lot less fame. Yes. A lot less fame. And it's really, I think it's interesting. I'm not a super like cryptozoological person, but like once like I visited for the first time, there's just so much charm and seeing like, <laughs> Like, just like that, like, kind of, like, local love of something and then seeing it on, like, beer koozies and, you know, T-shirts and flags and everything where it's just, like, you kind of get into it. And then because it's, like, a relatively new creation, it was created in the, like, 1800s, we have a really clear historical record of the guy who invented the Hodag and how it got invented which is on its own very interesting yes please walk us through the story because from what i could tell in my research it's 1893 yes and suddenly there's a creature yes 1893 there is a creature in rhinelander wisconsin discovered by a man named eugene shepherd now eugene shepherd was born in like the 1850s and was a logger in Wisconsin, uh, and like this part of, you know, very woody area of Wisconsin was like a logging town and that's where they got their money. But logging was starting. They, they had gotten their fair share of logging done and like growth in the city had been like slowing down. Eugene Shepard was trying to own some real estate and he realized that there needed to be a calling card for Rhinelander. So, he was known as a bit of a prankster slash kind of a piece of shit. You know, it's, <laughs> he would definitely be like a YouTube, like I'm doing social experiment guy where it's just like a white guy who goes into like a non-white neighborhood and is, says racist things. And yes. then it's like the Jake oh, Paul type. Yeah. Jake Paul, uh, you know, your um, Joey salads. He was like Ugh. that guy. Um, but you know, where he would like, uh, he, when he owed money, he would be like one second and he would like go to his kitchen and he'd grab a bar of soap and put it in his mouth and like start foaming. So like people thought he was rabid and just like the bill collectors would run away. Uh, That's yeah, cartoon it, shit. That's yeah. Warner Brothers shit right there. it's like right 1870, so everyone was so much more naive. If you read about like yeah. what people chose to believe, like even like as recently as like the 1930s, people were like, oh, like our national heroes, Rin Tin Tin, and we're afraid of like the train coming through the 
the the screen. So yes. imagine even before that, where like someone was like, "Hey, I found a creature," and everyone was like, "We'll take your word for it. The creature's real," um, <laughs> because uh, so he initially said. I found this creature in the woods and all the newspapers uh, started reporting on it, even as far as Philadelphia. And he said that he, uh, he saw it. It had the head of the frog, the grinning face of a giant elephant, thick, short legs set off by huge claws, the back of a dinosaur and a long tail with spears at the end. And he round, he said he rounded up local people to capture the animal, but unfortunately could not capture it, uh, alive because they needed to use dynamite um so all of the photographs were just like of this charred like animal and most people didn't think that he just went to like a local butcher and got like a bunch of like excess scraps and just kind of cobbled together something that would look like an animal that had been blown up yeah and, you know, i just want to back up for a second yes. and talk about the fact that the guy was like you know what will convince everybody that i've killed this is if i <laughs> blow it up with fucking dynamite but i mean the, the thing <laughs> like if someone tried this now there would be like maybe three minutes on twitter and everyone would be like fake found it but yeah. it, you would just like it was so much easier to lie. He oh, got, sure. Like, so, and he had a bunch of, like, people in on it. He was like, okay, we need, like, a bunch of people to say, like, they were there. And they saw me. So his whole crew, his whole posse was like, yeah, yeah. And then he wrote about the Hodak for three years and got pressed about, like, how he was tracking the mysterious Hodak. And, like, definitely was, like, trying to frame himself as, like, some sort of Twainian, like, uh, John Muir-type uh, writer, and he was getting published about, like, talking about, like, tracking down this uh, creature. And now there's different people say, oh, it was clear it was being tongue-in-cheek. And then, but it's like, it was being reported like it was real news. So yeah. I don't know if it's fair to say that, like, it was clear that he was kidding. I mean, th that definitely, you know what it reminds me of? That the later Sopranos when, uh... Uh, what's his face? Tony. Vito is yeah. <laughs> when Vito is at a gay club, and then he looks at the, they find him there, and they didn't expect to run into him, and he's like in uh, BDSM as a, like a getup, and then he looks at them, and he's like, "It's a goof." <laughs> yes, like that's what it reminds me of. Is just Vito saying, "It's a goof." It feels like this guy just looked at them and was like, "It's a goof." The whole dag's a goof, guys. Yeah, but he he did it for so long. Yeah, and he even at a point was like, "The whole dag's extinct because its main food source, white bulldogs, have <laughs> been all been devoured by him." So I think maybe he was killing dogs and like leaving the remains around. I'm not oh. positive. I can't source that, but it's seems like he was saying like yeah uh it ran out of white bulldogs it's the only thing it eats oh uh, my god i, I see I mean, that being like a uh like a mrs doubtfire coming up with the name kind of thing where it was like yes the animal the creature eats um white bull dogs yes white bulldogs that's <laughs> what the, that's what it eats <laughs> Yeah, just like, oh, sure, why not? Uh, How many so, of those could there have been anyway for the hodag to, you know, munch on and make a little snack out of? Because oh, yeah. white bulldogs are not particularly, it, it's not a, uh, like, I, I would venture to guess that they're probably more black Labradors or more, uh, I don't know, any other breed than a white I would, you would think so. You would think like that. I mean, I could see like hunting dogs being bred, but also like nowadays you just imagine like, uh, and they're very well-meaning people, but you know, the people who are hardcore, like pit bull enthusiasts who are like, pit bulls like get a bad rap and like mm -hmm. people are not fair enough pit bulls. Like if like someone was like, yeah, anyway, main snack pit bull. Uh, so we got to get like some pit bulls to like lure this zoological creature. People would have like a fit. Yeah. Uh, so Eugene Shepard was like, again, he wants to like bring Rhinelander to prominence because he wants to make some money off of some land. Fair. Uh, he wants this to be a, like a happening place. So he's like, guys, great news. I've captured the Hodag. I used a bunch of chloroform. I used, I shot some poison at it. Uh, we got it. We put, uh, we put a chloroform on the, the end of a long pole 
um, and they went That's into a cave. That's definitely how it works. And any yeah. any time we've seen it used in media, it's never like you have to actually hold the rag over the person's face. You just <laughs> wave a stick, and then yeah. somebody goes. It is very Tex Avery. It yes. is like really just like what like a dumb cat would do to lure like a bird or a mouse. <laughs> Truly, I just keep imagining uh, Eugene Shepard ordering stuff from Acme through the mail, and then like a big crate arriving at his door and he's like aha here's what i'll use to capture the hodag yes so the hodag's been captured alive and this is like 1896 right and it's time for the oneida county fair uh and he was like you know what hodag's going on display now bear in mind the hodag is not a real creature so we have come to the conundrum he's really painted himself into a corner with this one but he's not quite he's not quite done because what he decides to do is he creates a like a little booth where he creates distance and makes it very dark so you're just like he's like you have to stay so far back and there's like a fence and it's like pitch black and that's for your safety so you can kind of see the shadows of a creature but this is like just like a like a, a taxidermied, like stuffed, weird, gross creature that smells like shit because it's made of rotting meat. And he had on wires things for his kids to be able to move the creature just barely. Like it's just like rustling. And that was enough to make people be like, yeah, the Hodag's real. And, like the newspapers were like, yeah, uh, Hodag's a real thing. Uh, come, come to Rhinelander. Uh, and he, he saw over a thousand people would see it or go to his house where he created the same setup where he would do one of two things at his home. One is he would do this like little, uh, optical illusion where it would be like in the dark and he would move it kind of, or if he didn't have time to set that up, he would go into the back room (laughs) and this is, we're talking about like sitcom conventions and like Mrs. Doubtfire shit. He would just like go like, Okay, I'll try to get the Hodag out. Go into the other room and be like, Hodag, Hodag, come out. And then you shake the walls and be like, and then you come back like all like disheveled and be like, yeah, I that it's a bad day. The Hodag is not going to come out right Sorry, now. guys, it's a real bad Hodag day. <laughs> yeah. He's, yes. he's in a mood. Like when you go see uh, like uh, when they used to have like orca shows at SeaWorld, but it's just like, well, unfortunately, Shamu's not interested in performing today. Yes, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's all like just placid deceit that we like. Uh, He's you know, nature. This is nature, you guys. We can't. Who can predict when this monster will be willing to be seen? It's nature. And people are still going along with it. People are like, okay, yeah, the hot. I mean. He captured a dangerous creature that feasts on white bulldogs. Of course, it's going to have days where it's too feral to come out into his own home and, uh, you know, mingle with people. Uh, So eventually, the Smithsonian announces, hey, we want to check out this hodag. We're going to send a bunch of scientists to Rhinelander, Wisconsin to see what's up with the hodag and that's at the point that eugene shepherd was just like fuck it it's fake don't do that uh <laughs> kidding i i, I this it's was a all goof. It's, it's a, a goof. goof yeah i take it back i take it back don't don't i like i don't know why he, he thought uh it would be especially bad uh to and like let them come probably because he just knew that they would be like tougher than being like oh i can see it from 15 feet away in the complete darkness uh they would probably have higher standards Uh, (laughs) i'd like to think so i've been to the museum and it seemed like they had high standards i'd like to think that they you know built a reputation that's still noteworthy today yeah throw it all away if the Smithsonian was easily scammed, we could all just like like that Julia Stiles like or child. Yeah, they don't have anything from Julia Stiles. They have a Julia Child uh, setup, but you could just be like, yeah, here's an old oven. It was Julia Child's. And it's would actually li- I Julia wish Stiles. Julia Stiles' old oven was there. Yeah, they have Julia Stiles' chair that she used for that very bad dance from that movie that she was in that we all thought was the shit when we were twelve. Julia Stiles was- and the No Good Very Bad Dance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, he was just like, it's over. 
And uh, people were like, okay, hmm. And now it didn't immediately take off as like something that the public uh, loved because, and this is where this all kind of comes together. Eugene Shepard was a big piece of shit. Um, he was a notorious town drunk and was regularly getting like DUIs. Um, and just for kind of give you an idea, we're talking about 1890s rural Wisconsin. And like, I love Rhinelander and it has like really cool culture, like in its own, like kind of like Northern exposure kind of way. But you do like drive down the street and like the thing that you see the most of is bars. There are like seven bars on a street. And it's like, there's a town of like 2000 people and like Wisconsin. I mean, also like everyone I know from Wisconsin are just like hard drinkers uh like just like they they take to it you can go to a bar i I mean it doesn't mean no longer be the case but for the longest time you could go to a bar at the age of like 14 if you're accompanied by parents and like at night you have to be careful driving because like a lot of the drivers are drunk so like imagine how drunk you would have to be to get like popped in like the 1890s in rural wisconsin like that's that that has to be just like you're immobile you're not even moving the car it's just like idling in the middle of the street <laughs> so people didn't like that about him he was uh terribly and it's mean. like a crank car yeah. it was yeah. 1890s <laughs> it's like it's one of those fucking crank cars. Yeah. off yeah <laughs> You have to like do the like uh, Flintstones running start yes. into it, uh, which is very hard if you've been drinking. Uh, he was also particularly nasty to his wife uh, and children, where he was like constantly like cheating on her and uh, carousing around and like just like being allowed. Uh, and so he eventually uh she filed for a divorce and he was like fine cool they get divorced he gets remarried to a 25 year old like and he's like in his like i don't know 40s or 50s and like he's just like great got a 25 year old what should i do oh it's i'm gonna constantly drunk drive around my wife's house with my new wife and yell this is a quote hey molly look what i've got (laughs) oh my god just like truly like an insane person and he, I, I think he, like the hodag made him a fair amount of money and like he also like had been a logger and like he was a scam guy so like he was like smarter than the average like 1890s wisconsin person which we've established is someone who can see a dark room and believe that there's a monster inside of it so right. he was fairly wealthy uh isolated his like wife and kids and then like proceeded to drink himself to death just like Mm. died alone had various infections uh you know rot gut things like that and just kind of just like you know yeah end of the line for eugene shepherd but the town they're like okay great this shitty guy's out of the way you know it's like when uh nowadays there's all different kinds of media people want to hold on to and they have problematic creators. Uh, yes. But all these big companies want to like, still like the whole Ren and Stimpy thing now, you know, we have to separate the art from the artist. That's what Wait. Ryan Lander was doing okay. with the Hodag. Got it. Okay, so for them, they saw it as like, listen, we want to appreciate what the Hodag is. We are going to reboot it with a diverse Hodag cast. We're going to cuteify it. We're yes. going to make the Hodag friendly. This is now a tourist attraction. Uh, this is, it had nothing to do with Eugene. Eugene is a dead, drunk, deadbeat. Yeah, now we can commodify it, make it cute. Yeah, uh, do a bunch of workshops where we uh, respect bodies and spaces. And we're back in Rhinelander. <laughs> and so that like Rhinelander has something to be remembered for. I mean, and like when I, I'm kidding when I'm saying Rhinelander has something to be remembered for other than like bars and like the cold. But like, I mean, you need something when you're that kind of a town. Like whether it's like a sense of pride like it's just like i do think people need like these kind of like cultural mythos because otherwise the other ways that people kind of get cultural pride especially if you're like a white rural area 
oftentimes veers into very not great areas. So if like the like town pride is going to come from, you know, we have uh, a cryptozoological creature, that's better than like, you know, uh, purity of race and things like that. Yeah. Which uh, Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a lot, uh, I, especially I think Midwest or just like middle of the country, like so many towns you drive through, we have the biggest ball of twine. We have the biggest stapler remover, like... That yes. I, I feel like a lot of towns wanna wanna find their find their claim to fame, but I'd say the hodag is sexier than any ball of twine I've ever seen, no matter the size. Yes, because there's so much character in it, and there's so much. Uh, I don't know. I think even other other crypto characters, like I mean, uh, I grew up in Texas, and like there was the uh, jackalope, and yeah. Or like things like chupacabras. We or- had snipes in uh, in Michigan when we'd go camping. Yeah. There was going What's snipe hunting. What's a snipe? Just, you just tell people who don't know that snipes are not real monsters. You just tell kids, hey, we're going to go snipe hunting. <laughs> yeah. There's a good episode of King of the Hill where like the kids have to go snipe hunting. And it's like implied that it's just like to get the kids out of the hair during like a Boy Scout thing for so the dads can like polish off a 12 pack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Jersey has the Jersey Devil, uh, which I know they're mm-hmm. particularly proud of. But th- there is like something where it's just like, and also like the, when I like, it's a monoculture in Rhinelander of Hodag. So it's just like you drive by Hodag Honda, you drive by the Rhinelander High School Hodags, and like, you know, there's everything like that. You drive by the police station, and there's like Hodags everywhere. You go to like the, the uh local brewery and they have like hodags and like they're all or like there's huge like hodag fiber statues and i mean i don't know maybe it's just because like everywhere i've lived like eventually becomes this like kind of like very monotonous mixed-use residential in los angeles you see it i live in hollywood uh, and it's just like everything eventually gets teared down for sort of the same kind of half empty, like seven yeah. story uh, apartment buildings with a vacant storefront or, you know, even in like, like towns, like I grew up in Fort Worth, it's like any sort of like kind of culturally liberal Southern town now has that, that vague Austin Denver feeling where mm. it's the same sort of micro brews that you would find in Denver as you would find in Austin, as you would find in, and it just like, I mean, we've like kind of reached this like architectural, like, uh, m- monotonous, uh, yeah. moment. And like the fact that there are still like these really small towns that like, because there's never going to be all that much interest in, you know, just like people moving there. I mean, unless something, I mean, I don't know, maybe there will be with uh, COVID, but like, it's just like, you do see this like rich, unique history from the architecture, which is all like wooden uh, paneled buildings to like the fact that like, it's a one, Rhinelander, Wisconsin has a one plane airport. And it's so great when you you have to first fly into Minneapolis and then you take a local from Minneapolis. Oh, like with propellers? Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's like 40 people. I don't know about you guys, if you've been here, but the Hodag and its whole shtick reminds me not just of other roadside attractions in America, but specifically of the town of Solving, which is about three, four hours yes. north. Okay. Of yes, Have yes, you guys yeah. been to Solving? Yes, multiple times. Okay. No, but I always consider it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a place that deserves consideration. Yeah. Not an actual trip. It never yeah. it never gets past round one. Spend <laughs> of, the night. Where am I gonna get away for the weekend? It's very fun to just do like an overnight at or like make it part of a trip. But Solving is a town that also in the eighteen nineties was a bunch of was it uh, d- uh, Dutch immigrants? Dutch, yeah. And um, they basically set up a town that looks like a little mini version of uh the Netherlands and they have uh, fun pancakes. They have like yeah, a little you have, able skiver, which are like able skivers. Uh, it's great to go during Christmas. It is one of those things, though, where uh, you know Solvang being like 
a bunch of like Nordic like people like constructing their like fantasy Nordic town in California. When you're like, oh, this is really neat. And then you're like, oh, yeah, this place is like 97 percent white and was yeah. whether maliciously or not designed to be so. So you're like, oh, this is actually a plant community of like. <laughs> And it's just like there's. I don't think there's anything wrong with solving inherently. I I'm not up on it about like whether it's racist, but there is that like oh this would be what it would start like. Um, but when I last was in uh, solving, it was during Christmas, and we went to like their big choral performance, which mm-hmm. was so great. A um, lot of trumpets, but okay. So it's like in this church. And there was an orchestra section. There was a, uh, you know, uh, like a choral section. And then there was a kid section. And they were so proud of it that they were like, listen, we brought in a few ringers who can like really sing. Like they just like brought in people from like LA or like maybe even as far as Philly uh, to sing with their choir. And like there was like... um, like the first half was like maybe like a collection of like 12 or so Christmas songs. And then the second half was just like a big chunk of a Bach uh, piece, like just like 40 minutes straight and God bless them. Uh, they didn't have the range uh, to like <laughs> listen to like a, and it's not, it's not like Messiah where like, I think even if it's not the greatest Messiah like performance, there's something about like the fact that like churches do it, you can kind of get into it. Uh, but like this was just like oh okay I can see that this is a uh, local so- Solvang choir okay uh-huh. but like for 40 minutes of like a two hour performance uh, now I do want to just ask a question about um, crypto creatures or anything like that um, are you guys still charmed by like people who think like Bigfoot is real I'm not so much charmed. Like, if you genuinely believe it and it's part of your uh, personality, there's a part of me that's just like, wow, you have never faced any adversity in your life, have you? Which is, I feel the same way about anybody who's like, my whole shtick is I love skydiving or I love swimming with sharks. I'm just like, wow, you've never come up against anything in your life where you've actually felt threatened. Uh, Right. It's like that artificial (laughs) high of adrenaline. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're a massive roller coaster junkie, maybe the same thing. But at the same time, if you're like, oh, it's a fun little thing I liked as a kid, that could be charming, I guess. I think it's really up to, like, where the person is at in their life and and how much of it they really believe. Like, if you've got somebody who goes, oh, yeah, I, I went to Scotland and I have this, like, Loch Ness stuffed animal from when I was a kid. Of course, I don't believe it, but it was, like, a really fun time and I know all these facts. That's cute. I guess. Right. I think I, I, I would usually feel the same way, but like in the last several years, like with like the proliferation of like conspiracy in politics and like kind of conspiracy theory and like far right thinking with things like QAnon and Pizzagate, I think I'm deeply grateful for like weirdos who are just into aliens and Bigfoot. <laughs> and like, it's like, if that's as far as your conspiratorial thinking, but like, it just kind of feels like very quaint at this point where yeah. to like believe yeah. just an alien. I mean, and I know there's plenty of intersection, but like, uh, Carrie's been to like, uh, plenty of workshops and things like that for believers of Bigfoot. And like a lot of them are just like Bigfoot people, like people who believe in Bigfoot and think that they are going to learn something about Bigfoot. And like, it's like, well, at least that didn't want, at least like there's no Bigfoot believers, like, trying to shoot up a pizza place because they think there are children underground. Like, so yeah, like, yeah. there's this deep appreciation of like that kind of conspiracy that I have now. Yeah, anybody who's out there like earnestly hunting for Sasquatch is also not propagating the idea that Wayfair is selling, is do, is dealing with human trafficking. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. mean, they're like, yeah, it, it's crazy that we've gotten to a point where I'll watch a documentary about flat earthers and just be like, well, that's cute. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. You seem to think you're, you seem to think you're crazy also. So, okay. I'm on board. I'll let you. Yeah. It's like a weird form of edging where you're just like, kind of <laughs> just get, like, seeing about how far you can get into something yeah. before you're like, I mean, nowadays, I mean, I'm going to say something contentious, but it's like, we all have to kind of like put up with people who believe in ghosts, like just very casually in our, like, and 
if you believe in ghosts, God bless you. We all believe in interesting things. But like, I feel like there was a point in the last like seven or eight years where like belief in like hardcore belief in ghosts just became like, uh, just like a far more accepted than it previously was. Yeah. That in astrology. And I, I love astrology because fake magic is real as yes. your co-host on your podcast, Kate Raft has, uh, we have said back and forth to each other many times, fake magic is real. And I love reading astrology specifically because it like makes me feel insane, particularly mm. like right now, because they had to change all their horoscope predictions to like, well, you might be at home. And I'm like, of course I'm at fucking home. It's goddamn COVID. But like the fact of the, the fact remains that people take it so seriously. There are so many conventions. If it, it to me, any of this stuff is very if it helps you, great. If yeah. it's not serving you, what are you doing? And that's yeah. sort of where I'm at with uh hodag, etc. If it yeah, serves it, you, great. If it serves your town, great. If it helps you sell little plush toys and supports your uh, mortgage and your family, wonderful. If you are making it into a wildly unhealthy obsession, uh, that's not good. No, I I do think like I would like that to be kind of the like next step in like L.A. kind of like trendy, like uh, I, I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but like, you know, trendy, like Los Feliz girl spirituality is like we had crystals, we have tarot and now they just get super hardcore into like crypto zoological yeah. creatures. <laughs> like, there's, a, w- w- there's like a Silver Lake kind of hodag. Like. Yes, <laughs> that's what we need. We need and like you just, they have hunting meetings at a uh, house of intuition <laughs> i do feel like there's something living in the reservoir and yes. that's why they won't let us walk or swim in it oh my god that's perfect the silver lake rumor. monster silver lake yeah the silver lake monster honestly we go there and because this is the part about making something like this up we have to monetize it so we need yes. t-shirts we need hats we need koozies we need all these things uh we get it in store at you know what i'm surprised you know what would have been perfect and now it's like departed would have been the the saying like the echo park uh foot sign foot yes. is an actual foot that like lives in <laughs> Griffith Park. That's what someone should have done. People have seen one large single foot at stomp and then it lifts itself up and sometimes it's happy and sometimes it's sad <laughs> yes. and if it's sad, you better run. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh man. Uh, after Shepard quote discovered the Hodag, there's plenty of other locals that claim that they saw the Hodag, and most of them were like fishermen who were like the it sneaks up on my boat and it steals my fish. They're co- which I think is just the funniest way to say I got drunk and fucked up is to like blame it on a, a fake creature and just be like, man, I don't know what to tell you. I was out there completely sober doing my thing, fishing, as you know. Then the Hodag came just. Took it all, knocked my boat over. I am obviously not responsible for any. Sorry, of this honey, mess. I couldn't. I couldn't come home last night. I wasn't. I was I, at I was, a reasonable point yeah. one two, nothing too crazy, and then this hoe dad came. Yeah. and, and I, I had up. to seek refuge at the bar. Yes. Um, <laughs> and and uh, I don't have any fish because the hoe dad ate them all right up. I like that. Yeah, it's it's having a creature that you can blame things on is like really powerful. It really is. Uh, I like to think that the number of ways in which the Hodag has shown up throughout Rhinelander as a town, like it is the mascot of Rhinelander High School. Like you've said, it's like the mascot of every bar and other business. There's an annual music festival, the Hodag Country Festival, where uh, the Hodag makes a big appearance. Uh, it, it, it reminds me also a little bit of um, if you guys have ever been to the Gilroy Garlic Fest, where uh, I have garlic. not, but I would love to. It's great. It is really great. It is incredibly saddening and tragic that a couple of years ago there was an unfortunate mass shooting, and I had been the year prior. I wasn't the year at the shooting one, but it it made me really feel because I had like I could still remember tasting so much garlic stuff. It's it's a very fun event. If you live in Northern California, you should absolutely go. But there are garlic mascots everywhere. There's just like cartoon garlic men with little sunglasses and sneakers. They're great. They're great. And there's variations on them. Some of them live on tie-dye. Some of them are a little bit more hippy-dippy. Some of them are a little bit more uptight. And you're like, I'm wondering if there are variations on the Hodag. You've shown us the cute one. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's still, like, the vicious one that you see from time to time that where it's, like, a far more, like, creepy. I'm going to see if I can't find any that I can uh, throw up on a, a screen share. Uh, I know that there's a huge fiberglass sculpture. Yes, that's a famous artist. one. Yes. Uh, and then the Rhinelander Ice Arena has two hodags, one that's a full-bodied creature inside, mm, and then another that's a, creature. an oversized head that blows smoke and the eyes light up. So there we go. Hodag, share. Let me show you some. Okay, so here we are. Uh, you know, there's this one, which, uh, looks like one of the original, uh, photos that they took. Like, this is, like, genuinely menacing, I think. Yes. Uh, it doesn't have really, it has weird, fucked up eyes and a lot of teeth. There's Big horns, lots of scales. And it's also the black... Like stegosaurus spikes. Yeah. Yes. It's also like, this is a time when like, even though we can look at that photograph now that's black and white and be like, what, that can't be real. This is a time when like photographs were like, that's real. It's in the picture. It must exist. There's a picture of it. Yeah. You can't, you can't fake a a creature. Certainly not. Yeah. There's no way to fake a creature. Also, uh, I just remembered that um, it's officially a part of Harry Potter lore because yes. they have it in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I think this is the photo that accompanies it in that book, which is a lot more, it's almost like the dad in Bambi, like <laughs> just like a real proud stag hodag. Uh, he's standing tall. Yeah, he's he like, is. this is my Wisconsin. There's this one, which uh, has definitely deviant art energy. Yeah, that, that's real uh, 1995 X-Men uh, cartoon. Yeah. Is what that is. I feel like I'm very close to stumbling into something like pornographic. Like, I feel like <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Um, there's, of course, Hodag for president. Love which, yes, uh, in 2016. 2016. Uh, which is interesting. It has like a real Obama-like uh, motif. Yeah. And I can tell you, on first hand, a Rhinelander, a very nice place. Definitely not a pro-Obama <laughs> or Democrat area. Uh, the Rylander Hodags, the uh, hockey team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a minor one, league this, hockey team, I assume? Yes. <gasps> okay. This one's a real little cutie. Um, oh. This is from Hodag, a Happy the Hodag book. Oh, I love Hodag now. If the minute you make anything cute, I I am such a sucker for this, this shit. This is a picture of it in a Scooby Doo cartoon. Ooh, I I saw that on the wiki. Yeah, uh, I like that. That's so far. That's my favorite Hodag. And I'm sure Scary, for listeners, but, but we're we're like frustrating them because we're like, ooh, look at this. Just Google the word Hodag and go to Google Image Search. We'll uh, throw yeah. up a bunch of these on our Instagram as well if you follow yeah. us. Uh, so yeah, it seems like you can kind of take the shape of whatever it needs to, whether it's to be like scary or cute or like, yeah, 90s uh, extreme cool, uh, which I think is very good for a creature to be able to take so many forms. Yeah, if you can be both... Uh, like uh, uh, Kawhi and uh, X Games, then yes. you have range, my friend. You and did it. <laughs> you are worthy of that many versions. Um, there's also a local candy store, apparently, that sells Hodag poop, which is. Yep, I actually oh, have I- already Googled yes. Hodag poop. You can get it as a candy at Fun Factory Sweets. And at the Hodag store, you can get Hodag poop as a toy that's like a silly putty. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I. I don't know if I've had hodag poop, but I definitely have seen it. Ugh. That's all I gotta say about that one. And well, as soon as we were talking about, like, I was starting to think about, like, what you see in these kinds of gift shops, because I've been to, like, northern Michigan and driven across, like, the country and and been to towns like this. And there's always, there's always poop candy. Yeah. There's always a cute spin-on poop. Yeah, it's always like just like a folksier Spencer's gifts where yeah. like someone's in a like pull down their pants and their asshole <laughs> is gonna like blow out like little bubbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, yeah. Yeah. But like in a folksy way where it's yeah. like a, yeah. a naughty like a, fox. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's cracker barrel shit. Yes. Yeah, it's, it, yeah it's the intersection of cracker barrel and uh Spencer's. Okay, I have one last hodag, uh well, maybe one last hodag. I found this is new to me. Um, and it's a really good uh, uh, mascot for a hodag. It is the uh, country station uh, 
Hodag Country 97.3 Hodag, and it's a Hodag wearing shades, cowboy boots, has a big belt buckle, and a cowboy hat. Hell and he yes. looks so cool. This, yeah. this, this Hodag rules. That's, I love this Hodag. I would say that Hodag rocks. <laughs> There's also something so lovely about like all these businesses, like the fact that it's like not one person who you have to like go at, like it's not like Mickey Mouse where like you can't paint Mick. If you if you ever live in Orlando, there's always stories of like local. Yeah. Uh, like they're very uh, litigious. They're very litigious. There's this stuff about like you know Marvel not wanting Spider Man on like a kid's gravestone, um, and like they're just like yeah sure everyone can use uh you know the hodag. And so everyone does, and it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> just like the ever. It's just it just like seeps into your brain, and you just see it everywhere because it is everywhere. Oh, this guy, this guy is so Ooh. cool. He's like vacationing Hodag. I like that. Oh, that yeah. Hodag is holding a Hodag mug. <laughs> yes, he's like very and, like regal. And he's in on the lore. I can't tell if at first I was like, oh, so this Hodag is drinking like tiki Hodag, and now I'm looking at it being like. But is that supposed to be like hot cocoa? I think it's a cocoa or a coffee okay. mug. Yeah. This right. is a Hodag chili. This guy is real. Ugh. I don't like this one. I'm sorry. I mean, he's I'm going like, to be honest. He's... I haven't liked several of them. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your ideal? Which is your favorite? Scooby-Doo. The Scooby-Doo Scooby Hodag nailed it for me. Absolutely. And which ones don't I'm you like? I'm very torn between cute Hodag and rock and roll Hodag. Yeah, right? I, I think I yeah. like country Hodag the most. I'm sorry, country Hodag. Country yeah. Hodag's great. Yes. I'd say, like, to put it simply, what I like in a Hodag is for it to not be revolting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think there's, like, like a real, like, pleasant quality of, like, because this is, like, just belongs to this, like, city and everyone can use it, of, like, watching children, like, draw Bart Simpson and it coming out all fucked up, where it's just, like, I don't know. I really like that aspect of it, where, like, because it's like, oh, this company wanted to commission a Hodag statue. Well, they made the face like weird and fucked up and angular like a person's. Well, that's uh, our Hodag. That's our Hodag. <laughs> our, we, our Hodag has John Kerry face. Can you imagine if Mickey Mouse was like that? And like, you could, there could just be, I mean, I guess you can, it's the internet, but like. The only thing that I've come close to do is to finding, and I will buy it for myself as a birthday gift, is uh, this artist that I really love um, named uh, Lado. His, his website is ladoville.com, and he did the um, the art for things like the album art for Shins, and he's big around Portland. Oh, I like a, that guy, yeah. He has a uh, shirt called the Mackie shirt, and it's like a fucked up Mickey. And I love a fucked up Mickey. Like, it's one of my favorite things on the planet. It's amazing how culture, like, kind of stays the same. Because in the 90s, you had all that bootleg Bart Simpson stuff. But it's, mm -hmm. like, Bart Simpson as, like, Africa Bambata. And, <laughs> like, all these, like, yeah. cultural figures. And it's just so interesting that, like, that's just, like a like, a real, like constant throughout our history is like wanting our cartoon characters to be like morphable into whatever we want it or like you know sonic's the same way of like all this controversy about sonic the hedgehog you know not looking the right way but you see the sonic fan art where it's like there's such a big sonic fan art oh uh, yeah i brought up sonic fan art on here it is yeah. nasty it's, <laughs> it's a lot i think also because like sonic is like that like real emblematic of like 90s extreme skater teen like tween boy cool that like makes it like super adaptable for like deviant art freaks yeah they'll draw sonic and tails as like their heads are urinals and their mouths are just like filled <laughs> with pee <laughs> i think i sent that to nadia once <laughs> that rolls i uh use a lot a uh uh uh, fan art of cars where Toe Mater is uh, getting fucked from behind by <laughs> Lightning McQueen. Um, you know, it's, it's nothing like all that. I mean, as That's far as fanfic. like... That's fanfic. Yeah, as far as like, uh, like that sort of like porn of like cartoon characters go, it's like weirdly chased because they, they don't try to give them a penis or a butthole or anything. It's just you kind of see the insinuation of sex yeah um, you'd think that there'd be more hodag 
porn or hodag filth because I bet it's there. <laughs> he's he's got green hair. He's he's uh he's, he eats what water snakes and turtles and these white bulldogs. He's got a frog's head, an elephant's face. He's got the dinosaur back and tail, the little short stubby legs. Like there's a lot to work with. I gotta Just say. Saying. This the rule is uh, not proving the case. I look to try to look up uh, Hodag porn, and it is not here. I want that poster that says "Keep oh. calm and love Hodag." Like Keep what calm. a what a perfect example of like the people selling this merchandise really having no idea what's going on with like the pulse of pop culture and just being like, "Put love Hodag." Everybody yeah. knows "Keep calm" and do something love. Hodag. Well, we need a we need a verb love <laughs> but like it's so much better than like uh the marshall shit that's like mass produced yeah absolutely uh, in like in like a few years they'll have like just like the supreme logo but it just say the word hotag <laughs> <laughs> i would or, buy that or um what's the uh hotag bape is what i want like just the- like a bathing ape instead it's like hotag bape I want a hodag like that. The T-shirt, it's like the the words are in flames. It's like a skate company or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Thrasher. Thrasher, that's it. I yes. want Thrasher, but I want it, I want the words to say hodag. Yeah, and then uh, and, anti hodag social club. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I need now is uh, hodag uh, streetwear. I so was good. gonna say. Unironically, I wish that there was some kind of hodag food that wasn't the poop, like a hodag sandwich. Turns out you can order a hodag sandwich. Is it a ho- hodaggy? Hoagie dad? Hod- you think they go there, but they don't. Apparently, no. it's just a, just a hodag sandwich. It's at Coppa's or Copa's Full Belly Deli, and it is a design yourself breakfast sandwich. Uh, so you get that sounds good. Mix belly. and match whatever you want on there. Just the like name Full Belly Dally is very good, I think. I call my cat Miss Full Belly after she has uh, her, she gets wet food once a day. And then after that is when it's time to lounge. And that's when she's um, Miss Miss Full Belly. Aww. Very good. Um, very good. I, I noticed when you were showing us those photos on screenshot, there is a photo of a bunch of white women listening to country music. And it said... The, what it said underneath was Hodag Country Festival reserve, reverses course. So I wanted to find out what that was. So I Googled it. Hodag Country Festival reverses course cancels 2020 event. So yeah. there was no Hodag Country Music Festival this year because of COVID-19. That's good because um, the last I heard, uh, everyone was firmly uh, COVID skeptic up there. So... Ah. Uh, and I mean, it is like in the middle of nowhere. So there's a chance that there's no actual yeah. like COVID cases in Rhinelander. Funny um, because the official Hodak Country Festival twi- um, Facebook post, it says it's in the best interest of the community. We're pushing it back. But nowhere does it say COVID-19 or social. It doesn't reference why it's being pushed back beyond like in the best interest. We're going to push it back. Probably because they were they didn't want the they're trying to get less criticism for believing that there's a worldwide yeah. pandemic they yeah it's probably get just garth brooks again who was <laughs> apparently a, a guest at one point and same with toby keith wow that's actually kind of huge yeah those are uh, big gets those are really big okay so that's, in that's much bigger than the gilroy garlic festival get which was an artist named mitchell tenpenny <laughs> <laughs> oh man from line i'm um, dying there's currently, um, there's been 153 cases in the county that uh, Ryan Landers in, uh, and no deaths. So, uh, you know, not I mean, terrible, but... The town, the uh, city council, uh, or whatever committee, voted four in one in favor of having the event. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's so, uh, so incredibly good. Uh, God, small town politics are truly amazing uh i could come on at a different time and talk about like the uh mayorship of my mom's hometown which is uh uh hillsborough ohio because it's a or it was up until this year a stand-up comedian (laughs) a road dog stand-up comedian and classic conservative uh 
like I, I'll, I'll I'll let it be for another day that I could talk about this guy forever and how he impacted yeah this small town politics while still being a touring stand up that like went on like Bob and Tom all the time. Drew Hastings uh, did not run again, be- and he was under indictment for a while. Uh, he had to apologize for saying racist things all the time. He like shut down the Hillsborough fire department so they just subcontracted out the fire department to another town which was apparently a problem and like i've seen his like twitter and shit and like you know it's a lot of like pro-trump culture war stuff and his whole thing was like i lived in california and like boy i'm glad i'm not in like a liberal like conclave anymore but like i i like looked at his like stuff and like he was like on the precipice in the early 2000s of being in the alt comedy scene. Like he was on some of those early M bar comedy death rays and he was oh, in no. like Melvin goes to dinner and let's go to prison. So like, he was like trying to really like hack it out in LA and maybe he was just like, ah, no, this isn't for me. And then just did a, uh, right turn pivot into culture war stuff. You mean somebody who wasn't funny realized they couldn't cut it as a funny person because they're actually not funny, just well supported by their white family. And then they got mad and decided that it's not that they're not funny. It's that the world doesn't understand their unique, important point of view. Uh, yeah. For the only time ever, a, uh, a comedian went far right when they weren't supported enough by the industry. I honestly, I wish I had the courage to ask some of the people I know who were around that space at that town. It's like, who's what's up with this Drew Hastings guy? Uh, one day, <laughs> one day, one depending day. on how long this thing, this pandemic goes on. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a small hodag that was given by community la- leaders to John F. Kennedy and Mrs. Kennedy back when he was a senator in '59 because they visited Rhinelander during the early months of his presidential campaign. And in a letter to Henry J. Berquist, the Democratic County chairman who presented the gift, Senator Kennedy remarked, we uh, find the Hodak to be a very provocative conversation piece. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good, because, you know, he had, like, his, like, goal of, like, going to Wisconsin was like, now listen, Joe, uh, people are kind of iffy on the whole Catholic thing. So yeah. if you can kind of convince them you're like a normal white, that would be great. So he had to like go to like Wisconsin and like eat all the like. Just uh, be just be Lutheran. Don't bring up your bootlegging father. Just uh, just go there and don't start shit. You understand? Yeah. Uh, yeah, if anyone asks if you're going to like beef uh the be like deferential to the pope uh say no <laughs> you might have to eat some lutefisk <laughs> i just find it so charming that he was like listen if i want to be president i better come i better thank these people for giving me a hodeg yeah we're really missing out in covid of like the classic part of a presidential campaign, which is like Ugh. people having to pander to like a local establishment and like yeah, wh- eat how many garbage. times are we gonna watch somebody poorly eat a Philly cheesesteak? Like they it's order so it wrong, and then they're just like they, they've they've never used their hands to eat food before, so they're just completely grossed out and don't understand. Yeah. You go to Ohio, and they're like, "I love your diarrhea spaghetti chili." <laughs> It looks like it came out of an asshole, and that's what makes Ohio great. Are you talking? Are you talking about Skyline Chili? Of course I am. Of course, a I real am. thing. Oh God, just so disgusting. I don't understand it at all. Um, it's not chili, and it's not spaghetti. Like, it's it's no. This it's is like it's really noodles. It's it's like it's like you've just taken chili and and pre- you're pretending that chili is pasta sauce is what you're doing, and I'm not yes. falling for it. <laughs> and then you put like <laughs> just the orangest cheddar, like yeah, the, like oh. even Kraft would be like, we need to make this look more like actual cheese. It's and it's so much. I remember that, too. It's like a mound of it. Yeah. I think this episode is just mostly uh, Steve and I getting through some unresolved (laughs) stuff about the Midwest. It's true. But you know what? We needed the Hodag to do it. Yes. Yes, yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, the hodag, I feel like, is a great representation of what the Midwest is and can be in the future. There are so many ways that the hodag can be represented as, as we've talked about. That's the way I think of the Midwest. Like, you could go so in so many directions. You could go super to the left. You could go super to the right. You can go into disgusting food territory. You can go into microbrew territory. Apparently, there is a Rhinelander brewery where uh, the hodag makes an appearance and or is a big part of it. Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the hodag is the hodag is America, frankly. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Honestly. I, I mean, I, you can have hodag poop and still it's and it might not even be it can either be a toy or candy. The, no, I mean, even- just the origin of like Eugene Shepard being like, I'm going to scam people <laughs> so I can make some money on a real estate site deal. And then everyone being like, okay, yeah, that's, that's great. Thank you for scamming us. Yeah. Scams, <laughs> lies, real estate deals. If he didn't, if he was alive in our era, he would be in politics. Oh yeah. He would be doing great right he, now. Be, he'd be our president. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Hodag is America. It was invented by a drunk deadbeat uh who wanted to steal money it makes total sense to me that this this should be it shouldn't be an eagle on the flag or on our money it there's no be eagle on the flag not uh, on the flag jesus christ not yet um, not yet <laughs> not until they see my design uh, no on uh on quarters the eagles on quarters right yes, yes. okay not for much longer yeah because we're putting the hodag on it You know what I'd love to see? Do you guys remember there was like a Netflix algorithm glitch and it was listing the Babadook under queer cinema and then he kind of just became adopted as a queer icon? I would love love for the Hodag to be adopted as a queer icon. Oh my God, Hodag at Pride. I am all for this. Hodag at Pride. I can just see people on Twitter just being like... uh, The the Hodag is clearly bi energy. Mm-hmm. He is a queer icon. He is the legend. He is the moment. I am here for queer hodag. I am yes. here for queer hodag. I am here for time. non-binary queer hodag. I can't wait until. I mean, I'm ne- I'm never I'm never going to show up at a pride parade anyway, just because I I don't like large crowds. But uh, there's a part of me that's like, I can't wait to show up to a pride dressed as hodag. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, there's going to be a uh hodag float in between like the la mayor who is in no way like queer (laughs) and like a tnt drama uh float where they have like a couple pas and like gaffers uh on the float um i wanted to wrap things up a little bit with this quote from eugene shepherd explaining why he captured the hodag which (laughs) is funny in and of itself. Why why he did it. Why he did it for the good of these people. By no means is all the progress to be credited to the Hodag, but the Hodag did his bit. Not only hundreds, but thousands of people came to view the Hodag, and not one of them went away without having learned a little more about northern Wisconsin, and it is safe to guess that each one of those thousands told others what they had seen and heard. In this way, the beauties, opportunities, and resources of northern Wisconsin spread and many who came out of curiosity only have come to make their home with us. Long live the hodag. I love that. <laughs> yes, it's it's amazing. Uh, I mean, like, and like, I'm, I'm from the Midwest. Drew's from the Midwest. So, like, I'm not, this isn't personal. I'm not shitting on the Midwest. But I really do feel that so many Midwest towns are exactly the fucking same so to have a hodag and to have this it's like yeah that's how you get people to come it's people are like if your choice is i can be here where there's trees and a river or i can go to rhinelander where there's trees river and a monster (laughs) done yeah yeah it's that simple i mean there's only five types of cities uh you have uh You have the Denver slash Austin type city. Oh, yeah. Real cool. Real uh, cool vibes. New England. Uh, You have West Palm Beach. (laughs) True, Uh, true. And then you have, yeah, uh, rural Northwest, uh, rural like Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, just like any, yeah. Urban sprawl is the fifth one. Yeah, I would think so. Urban sprawl. 
urban sprawl meets uh, someone who's really uptight about a building. <laughs> yes. Um, he also, you know, I love I love that Paul Bunyan is is weaved into this web as well. I think of Paul Bunyan as like I don't think of Paul Bunyan in Wisconsin because like he created the uh, I don't I don't know if you guys know this, but I believe that Paul Bunyan is a is a historical nonfiction, um, and he created the Grand Canyon by dragging his axe. So I don't understand what he would be doing in Wisconsin. I think Paul Bunyan's a little farther west than Wisconsin. Well, he's so big, he can just kind of take a couple of big guess steps and then he's out of the state. So I guess, if, I guess if he accidentally carved the Grand Canyon, it doesn't take him. It's only a few <laughs> steps away. I think you mean accidentally. <sighs> I'm not mad at you for that, Nadia. I'm <laughs> mad so at myself. Mad. <laughs> Drew, if you were, if there was like one thing that you could do to convince somebody, like let's say somebody's taking a road trip and there's the possibility that they could go to this town and see the Hodag, but it requires like 500 miles out of their way, would you have them do it? Would you be like, you need to 500, okay, 500 miles. I mean, I don't know where they're ultimately planning on going elsewhere. You know, but 500 is like- too much because it's about 250 miles north of Milwaukee. Okay. Let's say they're going to Milwaukee. Would you say? Yeah, hey, go to Rhinelander. Stop. You'll have more space. It'll be, you know, especially right now, everyone's just trying to get out into nature and away from other people. There's plenty of opportunities to do that. So just like, yeah, go there. Um, there's enough to do. Uh, there's a lot of solitude. Uh, you know, not everyone you encounter will respect uh, COVID stuff, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> Do we uh, think that is the Hodag himself anti-COVID or does oh, he? Oh boy, I would love to see a Hodag in a mask and what sort of controversy that would get. Uh, oh yeah, I wonder up. if anyone's put masks on the Hodag statues. I would imagine almost certainly not. <laughs> Drew Spears, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? Thank you guys so much for having me. What fun we've all had today. I love big dumb bullshit like this. It's been such a joy. Is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Uh, this podcast, self-care. Otherwise, uh, you can find me at Drew Spurs on Twitter. Uh, nah, that's it. All right. And you can find uh, the Hodag up in northern Wisconsin should you be traveling this summer on some kind of big road trip or camping expedition. Uh, send us your Hodag pictures. Steve, if you happen to go back to Michigan at some point during all of this, please, please, yeah. I'm begging I, you, get me a Hodag uh, Beanie Baby type thing like Drew has. Here's the issue. I already am planning to drive to Michigan, so I already have like a road trip like map thing uh, open on the internet with like the stops I'm making. So I added Rhinelander and I do want to ask Drew real quick before we're done. Would you say that Rhinelander is worth the 17 hours out of the way that I would be going in order to drive up to Northern Wisconsin and then across the upper peninsula and then down to Detroit? Is it worth adding 17 hours? How much do you like driving? Um, (laughs) Normal. Then yeah, I would say it's nor- it's a normal amount of worthwhile. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review, and be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Why Do You Know That Pod or on Twitter at Why Do You Know Pod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at Why Do You Know That Pod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime. Uh-huh.